Hey everybody, welcome to the Xbox Ultimate Podcast. My name is Mav, and uh, this is a new podcast. I'm just getting started. Uh, we're going to be talking about video games, especially Xbox, every week. And uh, I hope to build something with this. I hope you guys come along for the ride. Um, I am just a regular guy. I'm not an insider. I don't uh, have n- had no experience in the games industry. Uh, but I do have a lifelong passion for video games, playing games ever since I was a little kid. Um, I'll tell you more about my journey with video games and every th- system I've had and everything like that in the future on other episodes. But um, I particularly love Xbox. Um, I've had Xbox ever since the first one. And um, it's just where I like to play my games. And so this is going to be a very Xbox-centric podcast. But I do like to talk about other consoles and other systems. I do play them. I have a Switch. I have a PlayStation 4 Pro. And uh, I have a PC that I uh, play games on sometimes. So, you know, I'm not limited to just Xbox. But this is definitely uh, a place for xbox gamers to find uh, a lot of content here that we're going to be talking about um so you know uh, the name xbox ultimate um that is kind of a tribute to game pass ultimate because of what they're uh, doing with that right now um bringing everything out with uh possibly streaming here in september um uh, especially on android devices and bringing the Game Pass to PC that they've had, uh, Game Pass on Xbox. It's just such a wonderful service that provides so much value. So that's why I went with the, the name Xbox Ultimate. Um, so also, you know, I have a, a YouTube channel, um, Fun Speculation, and it's also kind of Xbox centric. And I'm going to be posting things on there like this podcast and also, um, other content in the future uh, to do with video games and maybe sports and movies and stuff. So that's going to be uh, kind of a project I do that is more wide varied entertainment. But right now, my my initial content on there is definitely geared towards Xbox, um, as well as this podcast. Like I said, we'll go on there. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy what we have to to get going with this, and uh, I uh, gonna keep it going. Uh, so let's get started with the uh, first episode, and I'm going to kick stuff off with some news. So uh, news for today, it was actually quite a busy day for a Friday uh, with gaming news. Um, so on on Twitter, um, there was a rumor going around, um, I, th- I think it started yesterday about Halo being free to play and for multiplayer and have a having a 120 frame per second frame rate for multiplayer and people were just saying wow that would be insane you know it would be so crazy to do that uh it would be and you know what today on the their twitter account um first i saw a uh, clobril uh put it out there that hey this is ha- actually happening uh he's a xbox insider and i i follow him on twitter i, I saw that and uh, then shortly thereafter, I saw the Halo Twitter account post out and uh, confirm it. So Halo multiplayer is going to be free to play. 
Um, also, that they also confirmed that there's going to be 120 frames per second uh, mode on the multiplayer. So I don't know if that's going to be um, an option. You know, uh, I don't know if you only have a 60 uh, hertz TV, if you can do 60 frames per second and get better resolution or a better frame rate, uh, or not better frame rate, but uh, better uh, uh, fidelity on the graphics or something for multiplayer. So I don't know if there's going to be different options for that um, as far as graphics goes, but um, definitely 120 frames per second uh, maximum for multiplayer. And uh, that's going to be insane. Uh, first time on console, I think. I can't think. I don't know of another game that was 120 frames per second. Um, and that game's going to be on Steam. It's going to be on um, the Xbox uh, Game Pass. Uh, it's going to be on the X Cloud um, with the streaming devices. Um, I'm super happy with everything they're doing there. Um, 120. That game's going to be massive. I mean, it's going to be so big. I think about all the devices it's coming to, all the platforms that they're coming to. You can already see with the Xbox what they've been releasing um, on Steam, all the micro, the Microsoft Game Studios games, Xbox Game Studios games coming out on uh, PC lately. Um, they're like, I think they have four or five in the top ten. Uh, Flight Simulator. Um, you have uh, Halo 3. Um, it's just... They're just killing it. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, Sea of Thieves is still up there. Um, it's just such a smart thing they're doing there. And they're coming out with more and more games are going to be coming to Steam, including Halo Infinite. So that's a, new, that's a new thing this year. And you know what? You're seeing PlayStation games do it too. I think we just had Death Stranding and um, was it Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn, I think, may have came out to, to Steam. So, um, you know, it's definitely, uh, gaming is going in the right place as far as making games more available to everybody. And that's a great thing to see. Um, you know, with, uh, Halo being as big as it is, you know, it's also gotten a lot of flack, you know, um, and scrutinized with the, uh, trailer the the gameplay footage that they had revealed at the uh, Xbox game showcase. So on my one my YouTube videos I kind of broke down my initial thoughts and then I talked about it again after. And you know, I honestly I think a lot of it's just really overblown. Um a couple screenshots got out there that they released, so this is completely their fault for putting it out there. You know, and, you know, there's memes that were went around about it and that's, that's cool and that's funny and everything. And, uh, but as far as the actual hard criticism that some people have, I think it's a little overblown. You know, it, the game's still in development. Um, it was running on a mid spec PC. You have, um, obviously, issues with some of the lighting and stuff that was going on so you know let's wait and see what the game looks like when it comes out you know they're going with the uh more of the classic aesthetic and they've actually released on their dev diaries about the aesthetic and uh that that was a personal choice of theirs to uh have the game look that way 
And I think it's awesome that they're doing that because when I saw the game running in the game showcase, I was blown away because it felt more like Halo to me than any game I've played since Halo 3. You know, Halo Reach wasn't focused around Master Chief. And then Halo 4 went to 343, and I think they did a really good job on it, but it was still so so different um, in the aesthetic and the way it looked compared to Bungie's Halo. And when they were doing this game, it looks like Halo again. You know, it, it looks like the color scheme and um, the design of going back to the roots of what Halo is. And I said this in one of my videos that, to me, it looked like, Okay, if they were to have made the first Halo in 2020, and that let's say that game came out, it looked to me like that's what it would look like, you know? And that made me happy because I love Halo. The uh, multiplayer, I had so much fun on that, on especially Halo 2 and 3, but I played a lot of Halo 1 multiplayer too, you know, back in the day with my friends in high school and... um. It's just such a uh, refreshing take on it now that it's going back to its roots. And it's going to be more of a platform game where they're going to keep adding content over time, which makes sense for a, a product like Game Pass where you're more or less on a subscription. You know, So um, I think it's the right decisions. Now, is one of the enemies that they sent a screenshot face kind of funky and doesn't have great textures on it. Yeah, that happened. The lighting looked a little flat. Look, we've seen them update these games and patch these games and increase the graphic fidelity on games numerous times. Um, Just look at the Sea of Thieves game today compared to the day it came out. I mean... It's a completely different game. So they're going to be putting out content for this, and they're going to make it awesome. They're going to keep it going. Master Chief Collection today is a completely different game than when it came out. So, you know, even if even if when it launches, it's not, okay, they're not having ray tracing at launch, you know, um, things like that. Even if it launches and it doesn't have all of that stuff, that's okay. You know, it's it still looks good and it, it looks like it's going to play amazing. And the multiplayer is going to be freaking insane and everybody's going to get to play it. So, you know, let's not pick apart things just for the sake of hey, this is Halo, so let's make it a huge deal if one thing is wrong, right? You can have something not be perfect and still be completely happy. And right now, I'm extremely happy with everything they've shown us. And that's why I think a lot of this stuff is overblown. Now, it is their fault for causing this because they should know the reaction that the stuff they're going to put out there is going gonna, is gonna to make. You know, they have smart people that know video games and know uh, social media and understand all this stuff. If you're putting out a screenshot that looks kind of shoddy and you should expect it to get picked on you know so but to the extent that people are freaking out saying oh they should delay halo for a year 
oh, this is the Halo's in trouble. X Microsoft is in trouble. Xbox is in trouble now. You know that's overblown. You know it's it's not that big a deal. Um, it, Halo's going to be fine. Halo's going to be great. Do I think it's going to review great? Probably not because there's so many haters out there that are going to bash on the game no matter what just because they want something to pick on. It's going to get review bombed from PlayStation fans and Sony fans that just want to uh, pick it apart also that aren't even going to play the game, you know? So it, it play the game when it comes out and judge for yourself how how it's going to be. Personally, I think it's going to be a massive game. I think it's going to bring out um, a new era in gaming. Uh, This has been done before. So when the first Xbox came out, Halo revolutionized first-person shooters on console. You know, it had been done before, but not in a big, massive way that Halo had. And the multiplayer took off. You know, the last time we had seen multiplayer that it took off on a console game like that before on a shooter was Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. And uh, this game captured that, but took it to another level. And the first Halo didn't even have online. To play it online, you had to, you know, uh, download software on your computer and join servers and Jimmy Rig stuff using um, routers and all this crazy stuff, you know. And... We did it, you know. We 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 did all that stuff to play it online because it was worth it, you know. I remember we would have um, four TVs in the house going. Every, all the friends would bring over their Xbox. We would have all these wires going all over the, the dang house, connecting everything up together, and we would be having these massive uh, gameplay sessions, just hours on end, you know. And then we would hook it up to online and go on. Um, some of these uh, servers that they had on the on the computer, and we would join those, uh, where it would almost trick your Xbox to thinking you were in a LAN party, right? And uh, that was a blast. So ha- Halo One kind of revolutionized what it meant to be able to play a first person shooter on console that it that it would really work, you know. Then Halo Two, it launched with Xbox Live. It brought out online multiplayer that had never been seen before on a console um, with matchmaking. Matchmaking systems that were designed then that are still copied today. You know, um, competitive online multiplayer shooters, ranking systems, and um, online updates, and uh, just. It revolutionized uh, console multiplayer gaming, you know. And Halo 3 just wrapped everything up together and said, hey, this is going to be the biggest, best Halo, you know. And it just did it perfect, you know. It, It was so good. So then what happened was, you know, 343 took over eventually and Bungie, um, when they, you know, signed a deal with Activision and started making Destiny and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it kind of became cool not to like Halo anymore for some people. It became kind of like a, uh, oh, it's not going to be as good and Microsoft sucks now, Xbox sucks, so we're just going to dog on Halo. I think this next Halo, 
is going to bring out xCloud and make it a viable, popular thing like Halo 2 did for Xbox Live, like Halo 1 did for multiplayer shooters on console. Uh, Just think about xCloud and all the people that are going to have access to Halo because you're only going to need to get Game Pass Ultimate for $14.99 that would never have bought an Xbox, and that's okay. You know, you don't even have to have an Xbox to play it. You can play it on PC, on two different storefronts. You know, you can play it on Game Pass PC. You can play it on uh, Game Pass on the Xbox. Or you can play it on uh, xCloud on your Android device. Or you can uh, play it, pay for it full price like a regular game. But even the multiplayer is going to be free to play. So this will be the first major release that's going to release on xCloud. It's going to release on a steaming platform, that Steam platform, or sorry, a stream platform <laughs> and Steam platform uh, that is going to kind of revolutionize what that um, means to be able to play on. You know, it, before we've been having Google Stadia where you can buy you know, games that have already come out and maybe some new games, but you pay full price for the game and then you also have to pay for the subscription. Well, with Game Pass Ultimate, you just pay the one subscription and you get access to the games. And plus, Halo is going to be free to play anyway. So, uh, at least for the multiplayer. So, having an Android phone, could you imagine just being like a a kid, you know, uh, having your phone or having your tablet that you can get for pretty cheap and say, Oh, I can just, you know, uh, install, uh, X cloud and I can pay for game pass ultimate and I get halo to play. I can play the campaign. I can play the multiplayer. Um, I think they could be potentially making Xbox live gold free or what I mean by that is removing the multiplayer paywall. So, you know, if, you have a, a PC or Xbox, you know, you're just going to be able to uh, launch the multiplayer for for free and you don't even maybe have to have an Xbox Live Gold account. That's still a rumor at this point. I don't know how... It's, it's a pretty strong rumor. It's going around a lot of places. The only thing that's keeping me from going all in on that is a couple of the disclaimers in the Xbox Game Showcase where some of the free-to-play games that they had in that show had a disclaimer on the bottom that said Xbox Live Gold required. So I don't know why they would put that there unless they just hadn't been ready to announce it yet. So we'll, we'll see what they decide to do. But I think Xbox Live going free would be the smart thing. Um, you don't want to have a paywall that would keep players from, from accessing your content. That's the goal, right, is to get as many people to play your stuff as possible, Uh, get as many people to want to subscribe to the Game Pass Ultimate as possible. I mean, that's the end game for them now. It's not not, uh, console war anymore. It's subscription war. You know, they're they're competing against Amazon and Google more than they are um, Nintendo or PlayStation, you know. So I think um, it's going to be really interesting to see 
what Halo Infinite does for the streaming platform in general. And I think it's going to make a massive change to the industry. Um, I think it's going to be a landscape change. You know, it's going to change the way people think about buying games and, uh, and, um, how they can access their games, you know? And, um, I'm glad it's Halo doing that because I'm excited to see if a lot of people play Halo again, like it used to be in the, in, in the days of Halo 2 and Halo 3. Um, so that wasn't the only news, though. Uh, we also got news that Battletoads is finally coming out. So, you know, Battletoads was a game that, you know, was really popular back when I was a kid. Um, I think there was even a cartoon uh, back then. And it's I think it's, it's in the 90s, you know, on... Uh, um, Nintendo platforms and it was made by rare and it was really hard, just a really hard game. So I had trouble actually playing the game cause it was so freaking hard, you know, but, uh, it was really cool. I remember playing it a lot at one of my friend's houses. Um, and I, I think, you know, this game has potential. Any game that launches on game pass now has, has a lot of potential. You know, they're going to have games that have legs before on them now that never would have had those kind of legs to be able to catch capture as much of an audience. Uh, we saw recently with that game Carry On that just came out and launched on Game Pass. Um, hundreds of thousands of people have played it on Game Pass is what they said. And for it to reach that amount of audience, and that game just came out like a week ago or less than a week ago, um, that's, that's pretty crazy because that game wouldn't probably have found that much of an audience. And that can help grow a brand, help make a studio, a game studio more popular. It can help give them a chance to pub- to get more games developed. Um, they've also, I think, sold already a couple hundred thousand copies of that game. So I, I played it. I thought it was a really good game. I wouldn't have even tried that game if it wasn't on Game Pass, to be honest with you. It wasn't on my radar. You know, I saw a couple people tweeting about it or talking about it, but... I was like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. And, you know, I, I was having some fun with that game. I haven't beat it yet, but uh, I think it's a really good game. And uh, Battletoads, it, I, how many people would probably pass on it if it wasn't for Game Pass? Because it was it was popular. I think they said the last Battletoads game came out 26 years ago. So the the gamer that it was popular with was guys like me when we were kids, you know, and there's not all, I mean, we, we make up a large part of the audience, but, uh, you know, I don't know how, how well it would do sales wise if it just released on a normal, uh, uh, platform, but now it's got game pass. So I think that game is going to be huge. I think a lot of people are going to play it. So, it, art style looks cool. They said it crosses multiple genres and the gameplay. So I'm excited to play it. And knowing that Rare was involved with it somewhat um, also gives me some hope for that game. So on August 20th, Game Pass, Battletoads. Um, absolutely excited for that game. Uh, you know, we were kind of talking about um, Halo, but, you know, another uh, franchise that I really, really loved that is not around now that um, they keep toying with us a little bit is Splinter Cell. 
The Splinter Cell is one of my favorite franchises. Um, I it used to be kind of Xbox exclusive, and they kind of got away from that. Um, but back on the original Xbox, you had Splinter Cell, then you had Splinter Cell, I think it's Pandora Tomorrow, and then you had Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. And Splinter Cell Chaos Theory was, at the time, just a mind-blowing game to come out on an original Xbox. I mean, you had graphics that were far beyond what they should have been on console. You had this multiplayer mode that was, you know, this different mode than anything else out there, this asymmetrical multiplayer that, you know, one team played as first-person shooter, right? And then the other team played as a third-person shooter, uh, third-person action-adventure game. So it was kind of crazy. You know, you have have a spy going around and uh, sneaking in, trying to... uh, uh, achieve objectives and you can sneak up behind guys and um, you try and be stealthy. And then the other side, you know, they had uh, all these tools to their advantage to help try and uh, catch the spies, you know? So uh, spies versus Mercs was just a, a great multiplayer mode in general. Uh, and they kind of started cha- changing that mode after, Double Agent, which had, was a uh, 360 launch game, but also came out on the original Xbox as a cross-generational game. But both mo- both games were kind of different from one another. And uh, I remember that people said that the Xbox One was really good, but the 360 One wasn't as good. I played the heck out of that game on 360. I actually loved that game. Um, the multiplayer was amazing. The only issue was the servers were crap. So you had a lot of lag and you had a lot of glitchiness and crazy stuff going on. But when the game ran well, it was amazing multiplayer. Now, single player, it had some shortcomings, you know what I mean? But uh, I thought it was a great game still. Uh, Chaos Theory, though, was the pinnacle. So that was the last one that was just a Xbox original game. And, you know, they had the graphics on that game were amazing. They had all these different modes on there. They had the um, co-op mode. Uh, where you do co-op missions with each other that were just really good and well-designed um, levels. Uh, then you had the um, Spies versus Mercs, and you had the single player. And that much content coming out on a game like that back then was so cool. And, you know, a lot of people like me, we really miss Splinter Cell. When they kind of started going in a different direction after Double Age, and I think they... Because Double Agent didn't do that great, they decided, hey, we need to go in a different direction with Splinter Cell. And then they came out with, um, they waited, like I think it was five or six years at least, between that game and the next one. And it, that next one was Splinter Cell uh, Conviction. And they changed it a lot. It was more fast-paced. Now, it was a really good game, and it was really fun, but they did change it quite a bit. And then it kept kind of going down that path. I think Black, the last one that came out was Splinter Cell Blacklist, and it was a pretty good game. Um, but you didn't even have Michael Ironside anymore, you know, and I, I think it was kind of missing a lot of the soul that the original Xbox games had. 
The original Xbox games were more slow-paced. They were more technical. You know, you had to methodically go through the levels, and you had to be careful, and, you know, you uh, when you're playing co-op, you had to use teamwork, and, and uh, it was graphically one of the best-looking things on the console at the time. When the last few Splinter Cell games weren't, they didn't really look, they were okay. I mean, they looked good, but they they weren't that style of game. Now, if they want to keep toying with us like this, they need to give us a new game because they've been toying with us. They've been giving us Splinter Cell on uh, other Tom Clancy games. Like uh, they'll have Sam Fisher do a little mission as a cameo, you know, as a special event or a DLC thing, you know, and they've been doing that a couple times. And then just recently at the Ubisoft forward show, they had a trailer for a mobile game and Sam Fisher was on the mobile game and it was kind of like, what the heck, you know, stop messing with us. Stop messing with us. Just give us a splinter cell game. Well, uh, today, or maybe it was yesterday. Can't remember. But uh, they announced there's going to be a Netflix show. And it's going to be uh, two seasons. I think 16 episodes is what they said. And it's going to be kind of an adult-oriented um, an- animated uh, show. And that's cool, actually. You know, I'm... I am actually pretty excited about that. I know I'm going to check it out. And I think it'll be awesome. Um, I'm hoping what that means is that they are invested into this brand. They understand its value. That they are going to release a full-fledged Splinter Cell game in the future. That they know that fans want it. That they're going to give it to us. So I wanted to um, kind of speculate on what that could be. So, you know, my YouTube channel is fun speculation where, and sometimes I like to, uh, you know, have some fun, like, hey, let's let's take a guess at what would be really, really, really fun for this, you know. So um, here's my take on what we should get out of Splinter Cell. I think that the uh, show... The Splinter Cell show should be a set after the events of the last games. And Splinter and Sam Fisher should be older. Michael Ironside should be involved. Okay. Michael Ironside should be Sam Fisher, but in charge of Third Echelon, who is the spy organization, the Splinter Cell organization. Uh, so Sam, Sam Fisher should be in charge, and it should be voiced by Michael Ironside. And they should introduce new characters that we can learn to grow and appreciate um, in the Netflix show. Um, And now let's say they're already working on a Splinter Cell game, right? So set this game to come out, you know, in like two years. Hopefully you'll be ready by then. And have it catch up after the events of the Netflix show where we've already had a chance now to get invested in new characters because Michael Ironside can't keep playing Sam Fisher forever because he's probably, I don't know how old he is, but he's, you know, I mean, he's getting up there. So 
Um, it wouldn't really be believable for, you know, the, a character that to keep doing the things that Sam Fisher can keep doing, you know? So um, let's let Sam Fisher kind of have his, you know, more of a role, uh, role model type advisor type, uh, you know, um, boss for this organization. And let's have uh, some young Splinter Cell characters come up and let's get to know them and let's get to uh, play as them in a new game in the future. And um, I think that would make me happy as a Splinter Cell fan. Uh, I think it would be a really cool thing to see. Um, so let me know what you guys think. If you if you would like to see that or if you just say, hey, no, uh, I'm not going to be excited unless I'm playing as Sam Fisher completing missions and uh, it's voiced by Michael Ironside. Because I think if that's the only expectation we have, then we're all going to be disappointed. Um, so besides Splinter Cell... Um, I wanted to kind of go back and, uh, talk about, um, myself a little bit, uh, just so you get to know me. Uh, I wanted to tell you my favorite game of all time. And, um, I want, if, if, if anybody actually listens to this, I want you guys to, um, send me, um, an email at funspeculation at gmail.com. And uh, let me know what your favorite uh, game of all time is. Um, tell me why. And maybe in a future episode, I'll uh, read exactly what you had to say. So for me personally, and I have reasons about this, my favorite game of all time was Halo 2. And the reason is, is because um, at that time, um Xbox Live was just launching and I was already a Halo fan so I was extremely excited for Halo 2 and I remember it had been delayed you know and been delayed and it was such a huge thing when it was coming out um and but I didn't play online with people really you know there was Xbox Live was just had just launched you know uh, I think I'd played some I've been playing some sports games online. I've been playing, you know, 2K basketball and 2K football at the time and uh, and Madden and stuff like that. That was kind of the only things I played online back then. Um, and then when uh, Xbox Live launched and Halo 2 came out, I um, started playing online and th- this was kind of uh, the... Uh, Hate day of Xbox Live, in my opinion, because man, at that time everybody was pretty cool, and there was no there was no party chat, you know, so everybody was kind of forced to talk to the people in the game if you if you wanted to have a headset on. And I met a lot of guys um, back then that I'm still friends with today. Uh, so shout out to Eric, Corey. TD, uh, Glenn, you know, a lot of these guys and they're, I, I mean, I've known a lot of these guys now for, what is it, 16 years? And been it's because of Halo 2, you know? So, um, I remember every night playing for hours 
three or four hours playing Halo 2 multiplayer and just, you know, we do our clan stuff. We had a clan and, you know, we played just nonstop. And um, that's it's such a uh, good memory to have of of that time, you know, and there's not many games that capture that moment anymore. You know, there's there's like Fortnite and these new Battle Royale games like Apex Legends. I, I got kind of hooked on that for a few months, you know. But, you know, Halo 2, I mean, it lasted for years until Halo 3 came out, you know. Um, I think I had started kind of weaning off of Halo 2 a little bit before Halo 3 came out. But, uh, you know, it, it was a great game. And that's that's my favorite game of all time, just because of just because of that reason. Um, so you know that's all for the the news day, and that's all for me kind of telling you a little bit about myself. But you'll learn a little bit more about me in the future, like I said. And uh, uh, this is kind of be it for this episode. Um, I appreciate anybody who uh, listened in here. You know, we talked about Halo. We talked about uh, Battletoads coming out. Um, we talked about, um, you know, some of the um, it, uh, stuff with uh, Splinter Cell. Um, and we also talked about some of the controversy with Halo and it being overblown, but also some of the cool news that we just found out. So, um, yeah, I want to, uh, again, reach a shout-out to Game Pass Ultimate for how amazing it is and how awesome it is that I'm getting to finally do this. And hopefully uh, we can keep it going. Um, This is my first episode. So I know I'm extremely rough and I promise that I will get better. And uh, I'm going to learn more about the audio side of this, learn more about the uh, video side. Um, I'm committed to putting out content and keeping this show going Um, and hopefully eventually, you know, it'll turn into something and, uh, but you know, I love video games and I love talking about them. So we're going to keep it going regardless and we'll see what happens. So, um, thank you for listening guys. And, uh, that's it. Have a good one. 